0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey Podcast with your host, Emma Daughter.
1: Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Patrick Seegers. Thanks for having me. Glad you're here, Patrick. I would love to know a little bit, before we get to Judges 2 and 3, a little bit about how you came to know the Lord. Fast forward, what's going on in your life today?
0: Yeah, so I actually grew up in the Northeast um, in a Catholic church. So my religion, my faith growing up was marked by like checklist items. Mm. And like, man, I'm going to go to church every Sunday and I'm going to go to Sunday school and I'm going to do confirmation. And I'm going to hit my Holy Communion. And it was just marked by routine and doing the same thing over and over again. And so as I got older, as I got into high school, a little bit more independence and freedom, I kind of put my faith in my back pocket. You know, I still called myself a Christian, but no part of my life was impacted by my faith. Mm. And this part of my life was really marked by things going well. You know, I, I, I kind of had a plan for my life. I knew what I wanted to do from the time I was 13 years old and, and really— What was that? Wanted to be a basketball coach, um, coaching in college. Um, so my life was really gearing towards that. Basketball had been a big part of my life my whole life, and things were going really well. But at the same time, you know, in high school and really at the start of college, felt so much brokenness and so much longing for something more, like understanding that everything's going exactly how I planned in my life, but things—like I'm missing something. And so when I went to college, I went to SMU um, and really just had some faithful friends invite me to church, invite me to Bible study um, and invite me to um, share the the gospel with me and really just pour into me and show me that, you know, they called themselves Christians and I called myself a Christian and, and our lives were very different from each other. They had a joy that I didn't have. They had a sense of purpose that I didn't have. And it was because they knew Jesus and they had a relationship with him. And so I just remember one night in my dorm realizing recognizing for the first time the weight of what jesus actually did for me and i had heard the story for years and years and years but never understood uh, that jesus didn't die to make me a better person jesus didn't die to make bad people good he died to make dead people alive that's right i was spiritually dead and the only way for me to get spiritually alive and the only way for me to have a right relationship with god was for uh, me to trust in Jesus Christ as my Lord and trust in him as uh, my savior and trust in what he did on the cross as um, a sufficient payment for my sin.
1: I love it. And now you coach basketball. Yes. Yeah. Fast fast forward.
0: Fast forward now. um, A little bit of a left turn from what I had initially planned. Um, I teach High school math and coach basketball. teach AP statistics. Which,
1: that's a class I never took. I can tell you that for sure. (laughs)
0: Um, And I love it. I always tell people I have the best job ever because I just get to pour into kids and share the gospel with them and um, really get to give back uh, for the people that poured into me when I was younger.
1: Sweet. I love it. Well, great to get to know you a little bit more, Patrick. Uh, We've got a fun question for today. What's the big deal about Gilgal and Bokeem? I'm gonna let you just take it away.
0: Yeah. Um, so if you're like me, I've read this verse, probably read this chapter, probably 15, 20, even, maybe even more times. I didn't notice this until very recently, actually. I think it's really easy for for me to, all right, let's just jump right in. You know, they were here, they were there, two really old places. Um, let's see what actually happened in these places. Right. But um, when you dive into what Gilgal and Bochim are, I, I think it um, paints a picture both of the Book of Judges at large and also um a picture of the gospel in a really cool way so gilgal just for a little bit of reference i'm a math teacher but i came with the geography lesson nice gilgal is a place marked by victory Um, it's a place uh, where if you go back into joshua 4 uh, joshua ordered the people to bring 12 stones to memorialize their ability to cross the jordan river um in a place that was dry and, and a remembrance of what god had done for them in that moment um, so Gilgal is really a place marked by victory and Bokim is a few different theories on exactly where Bokim is we don't have enough time to get into that unfortunately but the word in Hebrew means weepers and so if you look at it kind of big picture uh, the angel of the lord went from Gilgal a place of victory mm. uh, to Bokim uh, a place representing weeping and sorrow and sadness wow um, and i think Um, On the the grand scale, right, Jesus came from the right hand of God, a place of victory, to earth, a place of weeping, to remind the people— what exactly the Lord, the angel of the Lord said. The angel of the Lord said in verse one and two, I brought you up out of Egypt and led you into the land. I swore to give to your ancestors. I said, I will never break my covenant with you and you shall not make a covenant with the people of this land, but you shall break down their altars. Yet you have disobeyed me. Why have you done this? Hmm. This is a rebuke from God through the angel of the Lord to the people um, of Israel, the Israelites, just basically telling the people, that they did not, they weren't obeying God, right? And there were consequences to that. If you look at what Jesus did, Jesus, like I said, came down from a place of victory to a place of um, sorrow, of, of sin in in on earth to not only remind us, but to be the fulfillment of the covenant that God made with, originally with the people of Israel, just remind us that we need to follow Christ. And when we don't, there are consequences to that, right? And the sure. only way for us to be in right relationship with that is to trust in Jesus Christ and the the finished work of what he did on the cross.
1: Mm, that's so good. Uh, so, what else? I mean, looking at these first five verses, what what kind of general observations or applications do you see?
0: Yeah, I think it really well sums up the entire book of Judges, right? You look um, time and again in, in the book of Judges, God raises up a judge because the people of Israel have fallen away from Who God is, they've fallen away, they've forgotten what He's done for them. And Mm -hmm. each time it just gets more um, and more extreme, for lack of a better word.
1: Tough. I mean, it it just gets worse and worse for them.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, And so I think right here, it's just a reminder that God wants to be near to us. And as we begin to stray away from Him, He's going to send, in this situation, He's going to send the angel of the Lord um, as a reminder. Uh, of who he is and what he's done for us. And he even does it through the place in which he sent him from, right? A place mm-hmm. of victory, a place of memorialization for who God was and what he did for the people of Israel. He sent the angel of the Lord from there to the people to be with them and to remind them of who he was.
1: Yeah, Patrick, that's so good. I I have a note in my Bible next to verses 1 through 5, where I guess when women's Bible study went through Judges, I wrote, God says, I'm going to let you make that choice. And I think there's something also here to God's love for us, that he gives us the freedom to choose him. Like he doesn't force us into a relationship with him, uh, but he loves us so much that when we choose wrong, he goes after us. Definitely. Like in, and in judges, we're going to see God's people choose wrong over and over and over again. But God's going to send a judge to,
0: exactly. to help
1: them out. You
0: exactly. Know? What's so cool is, is in this book of judges, right? The theme over and over again is everybody does what was right in their own eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think if you look at the world that we're living in today, I, I don't think there's a better way to describe the world that we live in today it's is so everybody does yeah. what's right in their own eyes.
1: Exactly. My truth, your truth.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so it's, it's such a reminder to me that this word is so alive and so active. Judges is one of the oldest written books of the Bible, and yet it's still so relevant um, to the world that we live in now.
1: You're so good, Patrick. We're out of time.
0: Man, it flew, flew by. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks
1: for being here, for studying well. Uh, again, a, a great reminder that when we're um, reading God's Word, there, it's easy to skip over things we're we're unfamiliar with or, or to write off as, yeah, that's a, a place that's old, that existed. But when you do the work to dive in, you can be amazed by what God, God will show you. It's incredible. It is. Uh, that's all we've got. But as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together.